Hello, my friends. Peggy Moore here with Discover Your Personal Power podcast. It is June 24th, 2020, and it has been a crazy year. Am I right? I don't know how you guys have been, but I have really struggled with this quarantine situation. Staying at home and not being able to gather around with my friends, it's felt very isolating and been kind of hard. Um, Chatting via Zoom or Google Meets just hasn't been enough. And hugging. I really miss hugging. I'm a hugger. I spent years trying to conform to the social norm of not hugging. But as I've learned to become more confident in my own space and more authentic, I found that I really am a hugger. Did you guys know that hugs can boost the immune system? They can actually help lower the risk of heart disease and they produce happy chemicals like oxytocin, the connection and bonding chemical in the brain. So hugs are really good for you. In fact, did you know that loneliness is linked to dramatic increases in the stress hormone cortisol? Cortisol is responsible for hardening of the arteries, which can lead to high blood pressure and heart disease. Cortisol is responsible for inflammation in the body and can decrease executive functioning in the brain, along with learning and memory. According to a study done at Harvard, having no friends can be as deadly as smoking. It can increase levels of the blood clotting protein, which causes heart attacks and strokes. According to a research article published in 2010, people who have healthy social relationships can live up to 50% longer than loners. Social relationships are so important for both your physical and your mental health. Friends are more effective than any treatment, therapy, or medication. Back in the day, our ancestors were hunters and gatherers. They traveled in tribes and small bands and lived in groups in order to survive. It is believed that group living actually preceded living as just a pair by about 35 million years. One new study suggests that oxytocin's role in the one-on-one bonding probably evolved from an existing broader affinity for group living. Human beings are social creatures. We need to maintain social connectivity to maintain physical health and live longer. In 2020, in this world of social media, where we often only connect digitally, it's important that each of us make a conscious effort to create and maintain close-knit human bonds and a strong sense of community. Yes, social network can benefit your health to a degree, but biologically we need that face-to-face contact and intimate human connections to engage our biological system that has evolved from millennia and to preserve our well-being. The importance of connection is in our DNA. We are a tribal species. We want to be included with others. You can see it in everything we do. When we are very young until exactly where we are right now, we're seeking connection and what we believe connection will give us. 
One of the most fundamental human needs is the need to belong. In fact, Abraham Maslow identified it as one of the five basic needs. We want to be a part of a group to feel loved and accepted by others. That is, we want to be a member of a tribe. A tribe or a pack or a clan or elected family, a posse, crew, network or two friends, whatever you want to call it, is a group of people who share common interests and values and show genuine appreciation and care for each other. Your tribe members are those who accept you just as you are and who want you to be the very best you. They make you feel understood and they encourage you to go after your goals and pursue your dreams. Your tribe members help you get through the difficult times. They provide you with a sense of community and a sense of support. So let's talk about oxytocin for a minute. Y'all know I love talking about the brain. Oxytocin is a neurochemical in the brain. Oxytocin is known as the love hormone because of its important role in forming and maintaining bonding, especially mother-child bonding. The reason we give newborn babies and their mothers skin-to-skin time is because it increases the release of oxytocin in the brain and creates a strong bond. Just giving birth actually floods the brain with oxytocin as a protective factor to help the mom and baby bond with each other. Oxytocin also plays a huge role in a much broader range of social connections. Oxytocin is released through any type of social connectivity. In a chain reaction, oxytocin promotes the release of serotonin, which results in feelings of happiness and comfort. Oxytocin specifically affects an individual's willingness to accept social risk arising through interpersonal interactions. In a study from Stanford University Medicine, researchers found that our happiness circuit in our brain is a network of interconnecting brain regions that create feelings of pleasure in response to activities such as finding food when we're hungry or sleeping when we're tired. Our reward system in our brain has evolved to reinforce the behaviors that promote survival. Unlike serotonin, which is very diverse, oxytocin is very specific. In a neurobiological chain reaction, oxytocin binds to receptors that in turn free up serotonin in the brain's reward circuitry, creating feelings of happiness, comfort, and love. Connection is when you feel the emotion of being connected with another human and produces oxytocin and in turn serotonin. Win-win. So, our ancestors lived in tribes. So let's talk about a way we can build our own tribe. One of the concepts that I think is incredibly helpful and fun is learning how to create a relationship circle or your own tribe. I think oftentimes we think we need to find that one person who just gets us and then we expect them to meet all our relationship needs. And I have to admit, I have a lot of relationship needs. I like having intellectual discussions. I like creating. I like physical activity. I like to travel. I like the beach. I like my girl time. I like getting my nails done. And I definitely like eating. I have friends that I go to breakfast with, friends that I go to lunch with, friends that I go to dinner with 
And I'm not saying that you can only do one thing with one friend, but it's nice to be able to have all kinds of friends. It's so great because our friends teach us things. They teach us compassion, empathy, they tell us different points of view, and they can help us be better people. I found this cool word called friendfluence. Our friends influence our patterns of thinking. If you want to have a broad wealth of knowledge, have all kinds of friends. Friends have helped shape me into the person I am today. I am so blessed to have so many wonderful friends, and each of them is unique and special and amazing in their own way, and I love that about them. Did you know that friends can help sharpen your mind? They can help you know yourself better. They can challenge you and support you in your goals and your dreams. Friends can help you define your priorities. Banding together with friends can help you create social change. Two is more powerful than one. Fighting for a cause, raising money for charity, or even just making a few small improvements in your own community is funner with friends. Friends can join together to create change. Friendfluence works both ways. You need to be a good friend. Being a good friend is a great honor and responsibility, so treat your friends carefully. My two mantras are listen and learn. If you can do those two things, you will make great friends. I want to tell you a great story about a few mice. So mice can squeak, but they can't talk. You can't ask a mouse, hey, did hanging out with your buddies for a while make you feel happier? So instead, a research study was done called the Conditioned Place Preference Test. We often like to hang out in places where we have fun and avoid places where we didn't. That is why we may love going to a specific vacation spot more than once, or we may like to sit around campfires or sit on the beach or go camping. These are the spots where we made great memories, memories with family and memories with friends. Those memories are cemented by hormones like oxytocin and serotonin. Hormones help create strong memories. Just thinking about fun times you had can bring up feelings of love and happiness. So back to my mice. So the researchers wanted to test this theory out and they made a cute little mouse house. They gave the mouse house two rooms separated by a door. The little mouses, and I know they're called mice, but I want to call them mouses. So these little mouses could scamper along to either room they wanted at any time. First, they let the little mouses spend 24 hours in one room with all their other little mouse friends, followed by 24 hours in the other room all by themselves. On the third day, they opened up both the rooms again and gave the little mouses complete freedom to go back and forth through the door to either room that they chose. The researchers logged the amount of times each mouse spent in each room. Like humans, the little mouses preferred to spend time in the space that reminded them of having fun and feeling good. The companionship of the other little mouses was key to making the little mouse feel good. They tested the mice again in mice that had had oxytocin blocked, and those mice did not change rooms at all. Being with friends, just how the mouses were with their other mouse friends, releases oxytocin, and that oxytocin helps us feel loved, accepted, and connected. 
Spending time with your friends is important. We all need the social connections for our health and our happiness. Social connections provide our brain with memories and memories are cemented by the oxytocin and the serotonin that is flooded in our brains when we're connecting with our friends, when we feel loved and accepted, when we're having fun, those neurochemicals cement those memories into our brain. The daily moments of connection that people feel with each other emerge as the tiny engines that drive the upward spiral toward positivity and health. Research has shown that social connection is just another piece of the physical health puzzle, suggesting that positive emotions may be an essential psychological nutrient that builds health, just like getting enough exercise and eating leafy green vegetables. We need each other. I definitely realized this in the isolation of COVID, how much I need my friends and my tribe. I also realized in this time of racial tension and turmoil across the United States that we need to listen. We need to listen and we need to love. Helping others makes us happy and gives us endorphins. Surfing others is good for our mental health, our emotional well-being, and our self-esteem. And the laws of the universe have shown time and time again that those who serve others are more successful themselves. An old Chinese proverb tells it perfectly. If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. And if you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody else. One more story before I go. I was listening to this podcast a few months ago and the presenter talked about a concept in building and carpentry called sistering. When building a strong, beautiful structure such as a house or a church or any other kind of building, carpenters take blocks of wood and create a series of beams to hold some kind of structure up like the floor or the ceiling. Those building blocks of the structure are called joists. A joist is a strong beam that supports a greater structure such as that ceiling or floor. A carpenter takes boards and lays them together to handle a certain load that can hold up that ceiling or floor. When incorporated into a floor framing system, for example, joists serve to provide the stiffness to the subfloor, allowing it to function as a framework that holds up that flooring. Sometimes one of the boards or the joists may become damaged or weakened over time. They may become damaged because of a leak or there may be a certain spot where the wood is weak. Maybe there's a beam or a joist that gets damaged by fire or maybe the original load just became too heavy to bear. When the builder needs to strengthen a joist or a beam, they will take an additional board and put it right next to the original one and they'll fasten the two together. And sometimes they'll put one board on one side of that joist and one board on the other side of that joist and fasten all three together so that that existing joist is stronger. This process is called sistering. 
In order to build a strong, beautiful structure, carpenters use the sistering process often. The carpenters may say, sister the joist. The two boards that support the weaker board are called the sister boards. Carpenters use the word sister like a verb. Are we done sistering that joist on the left side of the house? Are the ceiling joists sistered? We need to sister the joist under the flooring. Whether in carpentry or life, we need sisters to help us carry burdens that may seem heavy, help us smile when we feel sad, stand by our side to build us up. This is what we do as women. This is what we do as friends. We lift one another up. When someone we love is going through a hard time, or life seems a little overwhelming, or the burden placed on our sister seems too strong to bear, we stand on either side of her and lift her up. We sister her. We sister her up. I loved this story of sistering. I loved the story of the little mouses. I wish I could jump out of my microphone and give you all a hug. I hope you guys can soon hang out with your friends, increase your oxytocin levels, and make memories by listening and loving each other. If you guys liked what you heard today, please leave me a review on iTunes. I really appreciate them, and it lets me know how I'm doing. I have lots of fun things on my website, free worksheets, an amazing 12-week empowerment program. Please go and check it out. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Until we meet again, my friends.